Welcome to Retirement Matters, brought to you by Market Street Wealth Management, where your retirement matters most. Welcome back to Retirement Matters, where your retirement matters most on Market Street Radio. My name is Kevin Holt, and I'm joined by Jeff Leppert. And our special guest this week is Chris Langell, who is a uh, PNC agent, uh, somebody that does all of mine and Jeff's, and for all of our Market Street uh, Financial Group and Market Street Wealth Management clients, uh, he does all of our property and casualty, which otherwise is known as home, auto, liability insurance. Uh, and, and we're talking about different things that you really need to know about to protect yourselves from uh, all the different liabilities and, and things that could happen out there to you. And if you want to find some more information out uh, about that or about us um, or anything Retirement Matters related, log on to MarketStreetRadio.com. You can download some free resources there, some educational materials. You can sign up for a free consultation uh, to talk about your home and auto, to get a free quote, um, or, or to talk about anything retirement matters related, investment related, tax related. Um, or you can sign up for an educational event. And we do a lot of events in our office. Uh, and you can click on the events page and see all the upcoming event uh, events that we have in the, in the greater Philadelphia area. Chris, you know, I think something that consumers need to understand and need to know is, you know, as opposed to a few years ago where we were seeing insurance rates drop or we were seeing them stay the same, we're in a completely different type of market. And, and no matter what type of insurance that you have, uh, if you have home, auto, if you have a liability policy, we're seeing a different type of market right now where we're seeing rates really start to go through the roof. And and I really want to get into why that's happening. And then I'd like to get into, I don't know if we'll have enough time in this segment, but if we don't, I'm going to ask you to stick around what we can do about it. But first, let's talk about some of the things that are happening in the insurance industry. Obviously, we've seen a lot of different natural disasters. I know they've cost the insurance companies billions of dollars. Uh, we're seeing a hardening insurance market where um, you know it, it's becoming um, more and more difficult to keep rates uh, the, at, at the same level. What can we, you know, wh- why is that happening? And, and, and really, um, what would you recommend, and who would you recommend that somebody work with? Um, to really educate themselves on what they can do about that situation. Yeah, I think you hit on a couple of good points already. And, you know, it's important to remember that insurance companies, they make their money very much like an individual does. They invest their money. So they take your premium dollars and they invest it in financial tools, the stock market, and that's how they generate a great deal of their income. You know, the last couple of years, the market's been rebounding, but 10 or 12 years prior to that, we were basically coming out of a uh, recession. So at the very same time, insurance companies had record high loss ratios. So at at a time where they were making the least amount of money on their investment returns, they were paying out the most money they've ever paid out in claims dollars. So I think it's important also to understand before you get upset about a rate increase is to actually take a second and just understand how an insurance company works, how they make their money. Sometimes it makes it a little bit easier to understand why your rate goes up. Uh, If you look at some of the expenses and costs of an insurance company, you might understand why. I mean, they have to put money to the side, reserve money to pay for claims. They have to cover the cost of operating their company, paying salaries to employees, paying commissions to uh, agents and brokers to you know market and distribute their products. The biggest cost to an insurance company is reinsurance. And reinsurance is essentially insurance for insurance companies that protects them in the event of a catastrophic type of situation, like you have Hurricane Katrina. If you have you know two million policyholders spread across three zip codes, 
in you know the Gulf of Mexico and a hurricane hits, you're going to take a huge loss in that area. And chances are, you're not going to have the reserve money set aside to pay for those losses on your own. So the insurance companies have to rely on reinsurance to help pay those claims. And when the cost of reinsurance goes up, which it has because of these catastrophic losses, it's up to the insurance company whether they want to pass that cost along to their policyholders or do they want to absorb that cost with their investment returns. And when their investment returns are low or they're not doing as well as they had in, in years past, uh, a lot of times they're passing that cost along to the policyholder. So once you understand uh, how an insurance company works, the the ebbs and flows, and we, what their expenses are. Sometimes it is, you know, not not saying that you should feel bad for insurance companies because they obviously are making a profit, and they have to make a profit to be strong enough to pay for claims. You know, Chris, if I could jump in here, when I first uh, met you, I had been with my insurance company for you know many many years, and they actually had my home and my auto insurance. And and the one thing that I was nervous about was. Well, you know what? I've had a clean record with them. I've been paying, you know, year after year after year. And although the, the my my premiums were going up, I I think I was a little nervous at first, saying, "Well, geez, you know, I don't want to switch to a new company and, and then you know actually have to use them, meaning like ha- have a claim." And you know, I was almost like nervous that you know they would treat me differently if I just started paying them premiums and I hadn't been paying for all those years. So I I I kind of accepted in my mind that. Well, I'm going to stick with my company that I've been paying with, even though the premiums keep going up because, hey, they're going to treat me differently because I have been paying all those years if I had a claim. And I was kind of surprised at your answer. So help out the public a little bit and kind of explain, you know, if they're in that situation where they feel almost loyalty, you know, they've been paying year after year after year and they're almost scared that, that you know, if they jump to a new company and then all of a sudden have a claim, you know, are they going to be protected the same way? Years and years ago, you know, insurance, uh, the insurance industry was very, very slick about how it marketed its products to, to customers. And they want you to believe that the longer you're with them, you know, you're going to build up some kind of loyalty and, you know, they're going to treat you better in the event of a claim. And the reality is that an insurance policy is a good faith contract. So as long as you pay your premiums on time, they have to pay out uh, for a claim, no matter if you've been with them for 20 years or 20 minutes. Um, so one thing that we want to stress to the people listening today and you know also our customers um, that we have back at the office is that being with a company for 20, 30 years or 40 years or whatever is not uh, you know it's not improving your chances of having a claim paid because it's a legal contract. They have to pay and it's very much like if you're renting an apartment. You know, you're renting an insurance policy, meaning that you don't own that policy. You're paying a premium to the insurance company, almost like a rent check. If your rent keeps going up and up and up at your apartment, are you going to say, oh, I've lived here for 10 years. It's okay. You know, I think I I like living here. Or are you going to look for an apartment that has lower rent? Because really, you don't own that insurance policy. You're essentially renting your insurance from the company. So you don't really have to worry about uh, changing to a different company. Now, obviously, you don't want to change every single year or every couple months or whatever, but it is good to reevaluate after you know three or four years of being with the same company because chances are by then your rates have gone up. Chris, I, you know, one of the things I'm reminded of, and, and it's funny, and I'm not going to steal your, your thunder and what you say, but you know, if you go to somebody that's a captive agent, and by that, I mean they only can work with one company. And I've heard you oftentimes use the analogy that I know you're about to. The problem with that is, is that they only have 
one type of insurance that they can that they can offer you. Yeah, exactly. And the analogy that you're talking about, you know, I do use it quite frequently <laughs> because, it, you know, it, it actually it helps people understand the difference between a captive agency or agent and an independent agent. And and that analogy is basically if you go into a Ford dealership, you know, what kind of vehicle do you think they're going to try to sell you? They're going to obviously try to sell you a Ford. And that's because they work for Ford. They're an employee of Ford. Their job is to sell whoever walks through the door a Ford. Okay. That's basically what a captive agent is. They have one product or one company that they represent and that's it. They have nowhere else to go. Whereas an independent agent is kind of like CarSense. You go to CarSense and there's you know, every kind of make and model you can think of on the lot, the sales rep, he can sell you or help you look at any number of uh, vehicles. And, you know, that's very important because if you're going to a Ford dealership, do you think they're going to tell you that, you know, a mile down the road, you could get a Dodge with the same horsepower, same color, same features for three ten percent cheaper. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. never going to tell you that. You know, they're going to make Definitely. you feel they're yeah. going to make you feel that the Ford is the best, and they're not going to tell you that. You know, right down the street, there could be a better deal. So it's important that when you're, you know, shopping your insurance or you're you're reevaluating your coverages to make sure that you're getting unbiased advice, and you know, you can make the argument that with a captive type of agent. Uh, you may not be not trying to say that they're going to lie to you or anything like that, but uh, you know somebody who represents multiple companies is m- more likely to give you. Yeah, cer- certainly, advice. certainly, you'd rather go to somebody that could sell multiple new cars. You know, they could sell Dodge, Chevys, they could sell Kias, they could sell a- anything. Exactly, right? Hondas, they could sell Toyotas, they could sell anything, rather than somebody that just sells sells one type of car. And 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 that happens in the insurance industry all the time. It you know, it, there's so many insurance companies that that you know they're captive agents, meaning they can only sell that one type of insurance. So of course they're going to put that out there to be the best. Exactly, and and it can be dangerous too because I've seen situations where people are like, I've been with this company for you know twenty or thirty years, and my rate goes up, and they don't really ever call me to do it. Well, that's because they they don't they're they don't want to wake up the sleeping bear. You know they have nowhere else to go with that business. If you call in there saying that your rate just went up. You know, there's very few things they can do to actually save you money because they can't go to another company. And what I've seen uh, some of these captive agents do is either downgrade the person's coverage uh, to save premium dollars, which is very dangerous and we don't recommend that, or switch around their billing. Now, it is true that some companies will give you a discount if you pay your premium in full or if you go onto an automatic drafts type of situation. But um, when you're dealing with a captive agent, there's only so much they can do to help you. Well, Chris, you know, getting back to, you know, discounts and things like that, you know, I've actually been with different companies through the years where after the first couple of years, I was getting on my bill different discounts and, and it made me feel like because I was loyal to them and with them for a couple of years that, that you know, I, I was I was paying less than somebody coming right off the street who was, you know, brand new to them. So, you know, when, how often should somebody really look at, you know, um, repricing the, their their coverage? And if they've been with a company for a few years, isn't it going to be hard to beat it with a new company because you you have these built-in discounts for the loyalty? Yeah, the the, the, the loyalty discounts are, are somewhat of a farce. I mean, you know, discounts are very much like when you walk into Marshalls and you see a you know a polo shirt that was you know a hundred dollars and it's marked down to sixty dollars or it's marked down to forty dollars. You know. The discount kind of makes you feel good that you're you're getting a deal on that on that shirt. 
Um, but in reality, it, it still may not be the best price. So you don't want to let a discount sort of fog your judgment. To answer your question, though, we normally, what we do is we reevaluate our customers' policies every two years. Not to say that we change them every two years, but we don't think it makes sense to change every single year. But usually after two or three years, you'll see the premium move a little bit. We recommend reevaluating it at least every two to three years, depending on your premiums and, and things of that sort. Chris, you know, I, I think insurance and the popularity of insurance has been predominantly affected by gimmicks. And, and by that, I mean the lizards and the, you know, and you hear right, all these right. kind of insurance, you, you hear uh, accident forgiveness. And the, the reality of it is in my mind, and I want to hear your opinion on it, um, is that in order to have accident forgiveness, they got to be charging more than the average person anyways to give you some of that premium back or else it's 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 not even uh, effective in the marketplace. Yeah. Accident forgiveness is basically what you're doing is you're prepaying a surcharge. So, you know, you're paying the insurance company an additional premium in the event that you have an accident and they waive your surcharge. You know, it's almost like taxes. Would you rather have the most amount of money in your paycheck each week or would you rather the government keep more of your money and hope that you get a bigger refund at the end of the year? The accident forgiveness is the same way. And in some situations, it does make sense if you have some younger drivers in your household that are prone to accidents. Um, but a lot of times, you know, I tell people to be be wary of what the cost for that is because sometimes it doesn't make sense to buy it. It certainly doesn't sound like you're dealing with an independent insurance agent that can deal with multiple, multiple companies and quote you out and, and make sure that you have not only the best coverage and the proper coverage, but the lowest rate. Chris, I want to shift gears here for a minute if we can. Uh, and I know we have a couple minutes before we're going to go to break. Uh, I, I know an awful lot of people that are listening uh, and that listen to this show uh, not only have vacation properties, but might live full time at, at the Jersey Shore. And uh, I, I know Sandy ex- uh, affected those people uh, ex- extremely. And, and you know, if you're in the wrong zone, you you have um, you, you know tremendously expensive. Uh, insurance coverage. And, and I know a lot of those people learned the hard way mm-hmm. that they didn't have the proper insurance coverage to begin with. Not only give me some advice on the proper coverage to have when you're surrounding a body of water, but also give uh, advice to those listeners out there that have either a vacation property or, or uh, about su- what they should make sure that they have now. Uh, in place to make sure that when the next storm inevitably comes, that they're insured properly. Yeah. And if you own a property down at the Jersey Shore, whether it be a condominium or a a single family or multifamily home, uh, you need to have flood insurance, period. Um, I'm surprised the amount of people I see that have a property down there or even in Delaware that don't have flood insurance. Well, isn't flood insurance, Chris, just included in your homeowners homeowners insurance? (laughs) No, it's not. Doesn't the government have like a program though? (laughs) Well, the government has FEMA, which regulates the flood insurance, and actually, uh, that's where flood insurance comes from, as the National Flood Insurance Program, which is administered by FEMA. But the uh, the flood insurance itself can be sold from a number of different companies, basically are just a custodian. The insurance itself is coming from the National Flood Insurance Program. Um, but yes, it is excluded from homeowners policies, so it's important that you know you have a separately purchased policy and maybe even an excess flood policy as well on top of the base coverage. 
what about like wind damage and what about like hurricanes and you know we we, we heard all these horror, horror stories of people uh through sandy that um you know that the the argument was that it was the wind that got them not the the water or it was the water not the wind what what, what exactly do we need to have to make sure that we're covered if something like that happens well wind is a peril that is covered under a homeowner's policy so what you want to do is look at your policy and make sure that you have wind coverage because some companies will try to exclude it and may not really tell you, although they should. But I've seen people that are completely clueless about the fact that they don't have wind coverage. And then some companies will give it to you, but give you a really high deductible if you live in a, in a coastal area. Uh, so wind coverage definitely is covered under homeowners policies. As far as flood, you're definitely going to need a separately purchased uh, flood policy. What, what do you do now for flood? Uh, I know it's so expensive, and if you're in the wrong zone, what, what, what are you doing for your folks that that are out there that are, you know, uh, curious and and concerned about their own flood coverage and maybe can't find a good insurance person to get it for them? Yeah, the first thing we want to do is double check and see what flood zone you're in. Everybody's in a flood zone. It's just a matter of which one and how bad it is. Uh, once we know what zone you're in, we can you know take it to the different carriers and see uh, what the rate is for the, the coverage limit that you have. But it's very important to have something in, in force because if you live at the shore, you're going to have a claim. It's going to be a flood claim. I mean, let's face it. You know, Kevin, the one thing that, that I'll finish up, you know, my statement here in working with Chris, it's it's kind of like, you know, when I go out to a restaurant, I open up the menu, there's a whole bunch of different choices. And, you know, whether it's the appetizer, the salad, the entree, the dessert or whatever, there's all different choices. And all those different choices have different, you know, costs, you know, associated with them. What I found with working with Chris, it was kind of like the same thing. There was all these things that I didn't even know. I had a whole bunch of choices with my, my auto insurance and my homeowner's insurance, and I just wanted Chris to really tell me, you know, the different coverages and what they would cost, and then he allowed me to kind of build my own policy with the coverage that I thought that I needed, and I could actually tailor make the policy, but I just wanted to see what my choices yeah, were. Yeah, and not only that, he could do it at multiple restaurants at the same time. Which was the best part, yeah. sure. And, and I think that's the thing, is if and it's not to knock any of the insurance companies, they're, they're good insurance companies, the Allstates of the world, the State Farms, the Geico's, we we know who they are. It's, it's not as though they're bad insurance companies, but th- they can't quote uh, ten to fifteen other companies out there. And and so it, it's on you if you're with them to go out and quote your policy with all these other companies. And I, I think that's the best part with Chris is that he's completely independent. He doesn't have a company he's representing. He can represent anybody he wants to. And so he, he can go out there and, and, and quote as many of these different companies as he wants to. And what that ultimately means to you, if you're listening out there, is that he can find you the best price for the best coverage and the coverage that you need. Uh, and that's why if you are somebody out there that's listening and you've maybe had a price increase, you're maybe not sure if you have the right coverage or you You've never really paid attention to your coverage. Give us a call today at 610-692-7898. I can't stress it more. It's such an important part of your financial plan. Don't delay. Don't wait any longer. Uh, See if you can save some money, but make sure you have the proper coverage. Give us a call, 610-692-7898. Or as always, you can log on to marketstreetradio.com and you can download some free resources or sign up for one of our upcoming educational events. Chris, I got one more segment that I want to go through with you, and that's really what you can do about it. How are we going to save money in home and auto insurance? We're going to talk about that as soon as we get get back. We'll be right back. 